Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. Alrighty. Hello, everyone. We're back. It's Sunday. It's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It is. I can't verify for you, but I am fatter than I was. I am one hundred percent fatter than Wednesday. So yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Whiskey and Wonder, where we absolutely demolish Thanksgiving. <laughs> we also uh, review whiskey every week and teach the other about something that's made us wonder. So yes, we do. So we're and, excited to jump into it today. Yeah, I, I'm Megan. I'm Tyler. And we're excited and to jump into it today, <laughs> as you can tell. A um, couple of quick announcements. <sighs> we have the end of year special, the eight whiskeys we're going to blind taste test. The poll is still up on the website. It will be up until December 12th. Go vote. Choose the eight whiskeys that you want to see us um, blind taste test, whether that is whether that's something that you like the whiskey for, you hate the whiskey for and want to make us suffer, or you like the wonder segment associated with that whiskey. However, just make sure you vote for eight. Please. Please. Um, And we'll take the eight that get the most votes. Shelby is our our vote keeper. So And our bartender. And our bartender. So everything will be blind. We won't have any idea of what it is. Um, in addition to that, go check out the Whiskey and Wonder store. You can find it by going to whiskeyandwonder.com and clicking the shop button at the top. We have upgraded the store. It is more better than it was. Um, and so yeah, go check it out. I'm working on one thing. I will admit, uh, you might want to maybe hold off on getting a sticker for the time being, because it's going to charge you $10 worth of shipping. Uh, I haven't figured out a way around that, but... We're working on I'm it. I'm working on it. So um, maybe hold off on the sticker. But if you want a glass... Yeah, you want a glass, order from there. If you want a sticker and don't want to spend $10 in shipping, email us, and we can, I'm sure, do like a PayPal transaction Yeah, we can before do, we get the shop fixed. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's just... Uh, I was crunched for time. I managed to get everything going and then hit that snag and I haven't been able to to get back on it since. But um yes, so we've up up to, upgraded that. Um, and updated that. Up yes. Um another bit of announcement. Uh I am going on vacation again. Shocker. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? When you die you realize yeah, you true. realize life's worth living. So, <laughs> um, I will be on vacation for the next two weeks. Um, so I'm gonna leave it up to Megan. We have we just had a little uh, brainstorm session, and I'm gonna leave it up to Megan as to what she wants to do. Whether she wants to do two episodes or just do one episode, or what she wants to do. So I have not um, fully decided either way. Um, for sure, I will do one episode um, where I, I want to go back and re-rate my 10s and see what happens there. But um, as for uh, two episodes, I haven't <sighs> fully decided. So stay tuned, and I'll let you guys know. Um, but yeah, yep. There, Tyler will not be here for two weeks, so you're going to just have to deal with me. Yep. Sorry. So 
That means I'm teaching her the ways of the force and yeah. how to do everything <laughs> over here. So paying very close attention. Yes. If it sounds horrible next week, well, whoops. Um, I do. We have any other announcements? No, I don't. I don't think we did. No, so we're good to. Um, yeah. Just the only other thing is check us out. Like I said, I mentioned the website earlier, whiskeyandwonder.com. Check us out on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash whiskey and wonder. You can find us on Instagram at, I'm not even going to say that one. We don't post anything. <laughs> Have we even been posting like the episode? I've been horrible. Oh no. I've been horrible. I don't want to talk about how. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to talk We've about it. We've been bad. I'm not even going to say the Instagram. If you want to find all the social media stuff that we're terrible at, you can look in the show notes. Yep. If you do want to contact us, uh, contact at whiskeyandwonder.com and you can get a hold of us. Um, and then if you want to donate, all that stuff's going to be down below in the uh, show notes Yep. or in the comments on YouTube. So with that, let's go ahead and move on. The open segment. I almost died on my way here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so I was driving down 49 and a deer jumped in front of my Jeep. How my, big of a deer? Are we talking about full grown or full grown, buck, full grown buck or doe? doe. Mm. Um, and it like literally was my laptop with away. Oh, hell. it was, uh, I, I thought for sure I was going to hit the deer. Mm. Um, like it literally, like it was like goodbye world, <laughs> right in front of me. That's the adrenaline junkie deer. <laughs> it was terrifying. Um, well, I'm glad glad you were able to miss it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Did you swerve, or was nope. it more that the deer just got out of your way? It, between my brakes and the deer just got out of my way, but it was. I yeah. I'm sure like some like hair is on my bumper or something. Uh, I'm going to tell a quick story here. One time when I was in high school, I was with my best friend's older brother. uh, And we were driving on the back road somewhere and I saw like a deer run out across the road way, like, you know, a quarter mile in front of me. And we got a little closer and I'm slowing down. I see another one go out and cross. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me slow down, really slow down when I get up here. But right about the time I get there, a third one comes out and just bam. Right in the driver's side door. Just it, the deer it hit just me. Hits. It hit me. I it t boned my ass. And <laughs> the guy, the guy I was with, his name was Josh. And he's like, he's like freaking. He's like, oh fuck, man, you just hit a deer. Like, what the hell? I just looked at him. I was like, and started driving again. Like, you know, I was like, oh well. Oh, oh was the deer okay? I, well, at the moment, it was like, he's like, you just hit a deer. I'm like, yeah, and? What, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, I'm going to keep driving, and then I'll pull off when it's somewhere like I can pull off. And uh, the deer, like I said, it T-boned me. We turned around and went and looked, and it was gone. So I'm assuming it was Must fine. Must have just walked away. It it's Had a, a bad headache. Yeah, it's a wonder it didn't come through the driver's side uh, window, window, uh, and frankly, it it left little tufts of hair <laughs> in the side of the door, and it left a big dent there. 
but the only actual damage it did was it knocked the driver's side mirror, mm -hmm. literally just the glass plate out of the housing. Wow. I went to a junkyard and replaced it for $3. Wow. So that's my, that's my dear story. Wow. Um, so, well, I'm glad you, glad yours turned out happier than mine. Yeah. Not a, nothing but some hair, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So, but yeah, so. Uh, and maybe a brown stain or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how my, um, my night started. So. Well, uh, actually I saw two deer on my doorbell camera earlier today. Um, they were running through the yard. So how was your Thanksgiving? You have a good one? It was. It was really good. Um, I ate a lot of food, um, and I want more food. I made way too much food, as is tradition, apparently. I make a ton of food thinking that my family is going to take it home. And they don't. And they never do. They take, like, enough for one meal. Oh, and, and then like, you're left with... I'm left with a week and a half worth of food. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> I made this so you can have like three or four meals. So that way I can have three or four meals instead of, you know, you guys each having one meal or a total of like six meals. And then now I'm left with 32. four days, five days worth <laughs> of meals. So I don't know. It's uh my fridge is full. It was a hectic, uh, I, I, yeah, it was just, I didn't get to bed the night before Thanksgiving until three in the morning because I was cooking and I was struggling with my smoker and mm. just, I was out in the freezing cold. Uh, I could hear the coyotes yipping. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't nearby, but I could hear them off in the distance and moon's just shining down. Breath is just. You know, all like, out in front of me, uh, just easily seeing my breath, and I'm just freezing. I finally get in the bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and cannot get warm to save my life. Oh, I hate that. And then I had to get up an hour and a half later just to wrap up the meat. So oh, no. Was, yeah. At that point, I don't even know if I would have gotten in bed. I had to. I was, I'm not that person. I can't pull an all-nighter. Uh, I've done like two in my entire life. In your entire life? Yeah. Oh, wow. I am I am the person that will make everyone around me miserable. Oh. Yeah. I don't do well on little sleep. You need your beauty sleep. Yes, I do. Um, but no, everything everything I don't want to say it went off without a hitch, but it went off as <laughs> no. well as it could have with my family. Okay. So I mean that's fairly good, I guess. Yep, and then I've just enjoyed the rest of the Weekend, spent some time working on the store, like I said, and cool. just enjoyed, relaxed a little. Awesome. Well, good. You deserve it. Yeah. Now I, you have I, to work for a week, and then you get to go for another week woo! and be gone. Yeah. Go to Vegas, blow some money, hopefully make some money. Yeah. And make a lot of money, please. And then go, go spend some time at uh, Shelby's, Shelby's family. Oh, by the way. This is new and developing that you're going to be insanely jealous of. What? So Shelby and I on this trip had been take talking about taking a um, 
like a, a, a side trip yeah in the trip to los angeles yeah <clears throat> well i found a video uh it was a tiktok apparently that went viral and it was of the grinch where he was um somebody said something snarky i, I don't I, somebody had a conversation with the grinch at the universal yeah. thing and he said something snarky and it was just like this is the one person in, in costume that can insult the patrons and can be very snarky and grumpy. It's hilarious. I'll see if I can find the video for you after we get done. Um, and I was like, I need to go see this. Where is it at? And it's like, oh, it's a, it's at uh, Universal. Oh, no. I was, I was like, you. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Can, Universal sure. Orlando. We'll just we'll just plan a trip to Universal Orlando. And Shelby goes, no, no, no. There's one in Hollywood. And I was like. Fuck you mean there's one in Hollywood? Of course we're, there's one in Hollywood. We're going. So now, uh, now we're spending two nights in LA. Um, Going to go to that. You have to go to Harry Potter World and get me something. I am well aware of it. Okay. That's why I knew you were okay. going to be jealous. I'm so I'm going to spend the majority of my time in Harry Potter World. Oh, I'm so freaking jealous. Like I am, I am green. Your hair yeah, your uh. hair is turning greener. <laughs> um. I don't know what I want. I'll talk to you more off the podcast. Okay. Oh, I'm so jealous. Like I'm. Tickets are only mm, 109 bucks. Oh, I I have to get there. Well. Have a you know hotel and. Yeah, you should get the Hilton Honors credit card. Oh, I don't even know what that is. What is it? You. It's, earn points. Yeah, for you earn days? points on your purchases and apply it towards a hotel. Like our hotel in L.A. is completely free. Hmm. And you get a certain, uh, like, I think they, depending on which, which level you get of card, they give you like 60,000 or a hundred thousand points right off the bat. It, once you spend, you got to spend like $3,000 in three months on the card or something like that, which hmm. if you live like me and put everything put on everything the card on and the then pay it card, off. Yeah. And then pay it off each month and it's pretty easy to do. Hmm. So anyway, if you're going to pay me to use your credit card, I'm going to take full advantage of that yeah and earn as many rewards as possible heck yeah plus you know it's not my money so if something happens to it somebody the credit company is gonna go fight for it and i don't have to hey so anyway off the uh financial advice from tyler i'm not your fiduciary don't listen to me <laughs> uh i'm gonna get off that high horse and we're gonna move on opening the bottle all right, we are drinking a whiskey today that was a gift from friend Aaliyah. So thank you so much, friend Aaliyah. Yes, thank you. And thank you for hitting that button. <laughs> um, we are drinking Great Wagon Road Distilling Company's Rua American Single Malt Whiskey. I think I'm saying Rua right it's R-U-A, but the U has a little fancy thing over it. So I'm going to just go with Rua, and hopefully that's the right thing. Um, this is a company that is based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and it's something both, I think, me and Tyler have heard of before. So yes. Rua is apparently Gaelic for redhead an apt name for this richly hued American single malt whiskey, which it does have kind of a strawberry blonde-ish look to it. Yeah, it's got a lovely red. It reminds me of an amber ale beer. Yeah. Color. 
Um, Rua is handcrafted from only three ingredients, 100% organic and non-GMO two-row Pilsner barley, exceptionally pure spring water from the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains, and yeast, and no additives of any kind are added. Getting its color from aging in char, number three American white oak barrels, it carries the expected notes of vanilla and caramel. <laughs> I'm now reading too far into this, so. Uh, <laughs> might be. <laughs> I didn't even put two and two together there. Because uh, you said it, and I was like, hmm, I don't smell that. So, interesting. So uh, do you have any more, or can I go ahead and? Um, you keep smelling a little bit. Uh, okay. Company was founded by Irish native Ollie Mulligan. Great Wagon Road Distilling Company is the oldest distillery in Charlotte. And the first one that has its own speakeasy attached with it, which is the Bespoke Coast, I believe it is called. Um, is it called? Yeah, Broken Spoke, not Bespoke Post. <laughs> broken Spoke. Um. So I'm going to start by saying I apologize in advance for when I say Great Wagon Woad because <laughs> it is so hard to say Great Wagon Road without, if you, it, it's a tongue twister to say the least. Um, I've smelt this um, and I don't, maybe I get a little sweetness, maybe. If I look for it, but it smells very bland. It, it smells. It smells like it's a three ingredient whiskey. Yes, it does. It smells like it's a grain. Yeah. Um, I am getting super yeast smell. Um, mm -hmm. like I was it's like baking bread. Doughy. Yeah. Yeah. Dough. Dough. Um, so that's, I'm getting like a bread dough smell from it. Um, yeah, I would have never picked up on that. If you hadn't said bready, but yeah, I smelled dough. That's, yeah. That's the kind of um, grain it smells like, I guess. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, that's really the main thing I'm able to pick out. Um, not really any burn your nose hair as hard as I try to inhale it. So, um, well, apparently we were supposed to be smelling vanilla and caramel. Um, and... Peach and cherry are also supposed to be smelled, which I even looking for, I do not get at yeah, all. Yeah, I got no fruit. Like no. I said, a very, very plain smell. Yeah, yeah. Um, very doughy. I, I took my first sip, and um, I, I took the sip about the time Megan was saying there's no burn your nose hairs. And there might not be some burn your nose hairs, but there's some burn your throat hairs <laughs> if you got them. Um, it had a good chunk of spice. And then I, as I swallowed it, it didn't burn. But as it went down, it has reignited. Um, and my esophagus is still burning. Oh, that's nice because I'm freezing. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good cold weather whiskey. Oh, here, I meant to turn the heat up uh. a little bit. Um, as far as tastes go, it didn't... Didn't uh, strike me. I, 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 it just, again, doughy, kind of grainy whiskey. Yeah, it's definitely, 
I hate saying bland because bland sounds bad. It doesn't taste bad, um, but it doesn't have any weird, um, like no fruit. There's no, no fruit, no candy, no um, sweet, no, no, um, floral. Yeah. All that's just missing. It's just the grain, um, a little bit woody, maybe. Yeah. Just from the oak barrel. Um, Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah, it, it just, I, I don't know how to, how it's to describe it. It's just plain. It tastes like a, it tastes like whiskey. Like if you were to just define whiskey, I guess, as a taste, this is it. There's nothing else added to it. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Kind of what I, what, what pictured in my head and, and I don't think everybody's going to be able to relate to this, but uh, I imagine this is like an upscale version of what, um, like the 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 I don't want to call them pioneers, the people that like crossed the country when the railroad railroad was first being built. Yeah, this is like the upscale version of what they would drink. Yeah, it's, and it's it's just whiskey. Yeah, and looking at the history of this company, um, I didn't read all of it to you guys, but um, this man, uh, Ollie Mulligan, his family has been distilling whiskey for generations, and he just happens to be the first that's done it legally. Um, so in um, one of the brands of whiskey this uh, distillery carries, he actually puts his grandfather's um, like arrest record nice. on the bottle nice. um, because his grandfather was arrested for making whiskey what? in like 1952. What whiskey is it? Do you happen to know? Uh, I can look at it. It all the whiskey names are something interesting, like Rua. Um, the reason I ask is because a good friend Drumlish. Drumlish. Uh, I've I have been recommended something. By this, I've even, uh, no, I'm sorry. I've tried something. I tried it last week by Great Wagon Road, but I can't remember what it is. If you read the name, I'll, I'll look, I'll look here okay. um, and try to find what it was. Um, we are supposed to be tasting. Um, the company says, uh, Rich and smooth with a hint of vanilla and toffee. I would agree that it's smooth, but I'm not getting vanilla or toffee. It's I'm getting more the yeast, the bready, um, maybe maybe hint of oak. Um, but yeah, very very just when you think whiskey. Um, I like Tyler's um description of like this is the good stuff that they would have had like in the 1860s yeah Yeah, this is good 1860s uh crossing the country whiskey that they brewed in cabins i i don't remember i believe what i had was the quins from this distillery it's barrel aged um i believe it's aged one to two years. Um, it's called, it's a Carolina whiskey, quote unquote. Hmm. So interesting. Um, 
we mentioned that this was a gift. Yes, from okay. friend Aaliyah. Yes. yes, thank you so much, friend Aaliyah. Yes. I think Megan already gave you applause. I did give you okay, applause. Yeah, so I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I was fighting with the bottle. So I... <laughs> um, the finish is supposed to be long um, and spicy, which I agree with. It definitely is nice and warming, warming up your throat. I um, will say it's, uh, for me, it's already cooled off. That first one was intense. Afterward, it's not been... It's lingering, but it's not like it's... It's not a fire anymore? Yeah, uh, I don't want to say that even. It's a fire in a different spot. It's in the back of my throat, whereas the first one went down, and then it like came came back up almost like you want to breathe fire. Yeah. And then the rest of them haven't done that. It's just kind of lingered in the back of my throat, I guess. Okay. So, uh, any more on them? All right, then. Well, we'll sip on this as we continue on. Thank you again, friend Aaliyah. Yes, thank you so much. And I think we might have forgot to do this. Thank you to everybody that supports this podcast. Oh, yes, snap. Thank you, guys. Wow. Yeah. Um, your donations, your everything uh, is what keeps us going. So, wow. Thank you. We suck. Yes, we do. You but don't. Yes. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for helping support us and keep us going. Um, and now we're going to move on. It's time for the Wonder Segment. My unpopular opinion, with Thanksgiving over, it is just now acceptable to begin decorating for Christmas if you celebrate the holiday. I do not like celebrating Christmas in November. I like celebrating it in December. But I'm not one that gets in the Christmas spirit, really. Maybe one day that'll change, but so far, every year as an adult, the holiday just seems to warrant more stress than happiness. And these days, I relate far more to the Grinch rather than Cindy Lou Who. Yep, I agree. I'm. Before you say anything, I will be the first one to tell you, yes, I listen to Christmas, Christmas music year-round. I hate everything else about Christmas. I've heard you listening to Christmas music in July, so. Yep, I retail will do that to you. And because I feel like being a bit of a brat, Christmas is not the birth date of the man known as Jesus Christ. The star of Bethlehem, which heralded his birth, is predicted to have been a rare astronomical phenomenon where Venus and Jupiter come together to create an extremely bright star in the sky. This event occurred in June of 2 BC, which is about as accurate as scholars can get to estimating the most likely date of his birth. So, most likely, Jesus Christ is a Gemini, and I'll let the crystal people run with that. So, why does the modern world celebrate his date of birth on December 25th? Well, early Christians, namely Roman Catholics, because of course decided to steal the holiday from the pagans approximately in 324 AD, at least 300 years after Jesus' death because martyrs' birthdays weren't even supposed to be celebrated. December 25th is prime time to celebrate the winter solstice as daylight begins to lengthen. The Roman Empire marked December 25th as a religious festival called 
Dies Naturalnet. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold oh, on. it's somewhere in there. Yep. Nope. Oh, oh. Nope. I lied. Oh, it's oh. Not. <laughs> Tyler sucks. There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is a religious festival called Dies Naturalis Soli Invicti. Dies Naturalis Soli Invicti, which I am sure I butchered numerous times. Or the birthday of the unconquered sun. Sun as in star, S-U-N. Not sun as in child, though Christians have decided to claim that it was always meant to be sun, S-O-N, relating to the son of the Lord. Dies Naturalis Soli Invictae was a part of Saturnalia, a celebration dedicated to the Roman god of light, Saturn. It worked out well that Jesus Christ is referred to as the embodiment of light several times throughout the Bible, and in Jesus' own own words, quote, I am the light of the world. It was easy for Catholics to transition Saturnalia into the celebration of Jesus Christ's birth. But I digress. This wonder segment isn't about Christianity and Christmas per se, I actually wanted to call out my fellow Americans and Westerners in general, because why don't we have Krampus in our folklore? Oh, Lord. Do you all know how much fun it would be to terrify children with the story of St. Nicholas's partner? Rather than coal, the bad children get switched with birch sticks and then dragged to hell. So much fun. But Eastern European, uh, Eastern Europe, and Eastern Europeans get all the fun. There's too much. Uh, I think that would offend too many people <laughs> if we did that nowadays. Um. Oh, they still modernly celebrate it in Europe. Very. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I we're, know all we're about. We're gonna learn it. more. Uh, to learn more about Krampus, I first want to talk about Santa Claus, or rather Saint Nicholas, since he's the antithesis of Krampus, and Christmas has become become synonymous with Old St. Nick all over the globe. Nicholas was born in what is now Turkey in the 3rd century. His parents were incredibly wealthy and very devout Christians. They died due to an epidemic when Nick was still young and left their son with a sizable inheritance. But Nicholas wanted to follow in the words of the Savior Jesus Christ. So rather than basking in his wealth, He gave away every earthly possession to the poor and devoted his life to helping those less fortunate. His dedication earned him the title of bishop as a young man. He was known for his generosity, concern for sailors and ships, and most notably, his love of children. As the Roman Empire ruthlessly prosecuted Christians, Bishop Nicholas became imprisoned for his faith. He never wavered in his belief, and when he was released, he continued to follow the word of Christ until his death. He became known as the patron saint of children, and he had a habit of secretly giving gifts. This led to the idea of Santa Claus giving gifts to the nice children at the Yule Tide. But Newton's third law states that every action must have an equivalent and opposite reaction, and that's where Krampus comes into the lore. Krampus, like Christmas, dates back to pre-Christian paganism. His name comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Son to the Norse god, S, of the underworld, Hel, 
Krampus is depicted as a creature you'd expect to emerge from the bowels of hell. He's covered head to toe in dark black fur and walks on cloven feet and bent goat-like legs with long horns to match. His tongue is absurdly long and often lolls from his mouth past his sharp fangs. He appears to be some sort of demonic uh, satyr or some sort of demonic fawn. In nearly all versions of his mythology, he carries chains that he thrashes about, birch sticks that he hits children with, and a large bag or sack to put naughty children in to drag them to the underworld. There have been several attempts to eliminate Krampus from pop culture and celebration over the years, dating all all the way back to the 12th century to as recently as 2015. His resemblance to the devil has always given many a bad taste for the creature, but despite all the attempts, Krampus continues to be a Christmas force and his popularity grows every year. In many Eastern European countries, like Austria, Christmas celebrations begin early in December and continue throughout the month. December 5th is known as Krampusnacht, literally Krampus Night, and it is said that both St. Nick and Krampus join together to visit all the children. Unlike in Western culture, where Santa Claus threatens to leave coal for naughty children, Eastern European tales have St. Nick solely in charge of the nice children, whereas his partner, Krampus, gets to punish the naughty children. When good children awake on December 6th, Nicholas Tag, or St. Nicholas Day, they run to their porches to discover that St. Nick left them candies or other goodies in their shoes that they left by the door. However, naughty children will awake to nurse the injuries Krampus bestowed upon them, assuming that they weren't one of his special victims that he ended up taking away. Legends say that Krampus would either eat the really bad children when he took them or bring them down to hell to spend the rest of eternity in damnation. Can you imagine being like one of the kids that woke up after Krampus night and you're just like, (laughs) thank God. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Santa. (laughs) Ah. One festivity, <clears throat> one festivity that occurs in celebration, I guess. That's Question the only mark. word I can think of. Um, uh, it occurs in celebration of Krampus Knot is Krampus Lauf or Krampus Runs. Once the sun sets, the streets are awash with drunken debauchery as adults dress as demons and devils, mimicking Krampus's appearance and begin to scare and chase people about. Krampusloff were always a thing in Eastern European cultures that tell tales of Krampus, but they became substantially popular in Germany and Austria in the late 20th century, most likely as young people wished to preserve their culture and traditions. And as the story of Krampus spreads west, many cities have taken up an annual Krampusloff, including several here in the States. Another celebration question mark is Krampus Karten. In the 1890s, post and greeting cards were becoming increasingly popular in Germany and Austria. This began the spread of Krampus Karten, which are Christmas cards that feature illustrations of Krampus. The art can be anywhere from mild and tame to downright disturbing. And thanks to the internet, Krampus Karten is shared all over the world during December. You can find all sorts of merchandise inspired by these cards, 
Everything from bedspreads to kitchen towels can be bought depicting Krampus. It wasn't until 2004 that Krampus made his way across the pond and was introduced into American minds. An art director named Monty Bocamp published a book of Krampus carton cards and organized an art show around said cards. From there, Krampus trickled through pop culture until 2015 when he hit his major breakout in a feature film, Krampus, and St. Nick's demonic partner became a true symbol of pop culture. The 2015 Krampus was a major motion picture, so not to be confused with B-movie counterparts, that released in conjunction with Krampus Knot. When an estimated with an estimated budget of $15 million, it would go on to gross over $61 million worldwide. It scored a 70 or no, scored a 67% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and a 51% from audiences, which is nowhere near certified fresh, but still pretty damn good scores for a holiday horror comedy film. Side note. While doing this research, there were several auto-populated search suggestions along the lines of, is Krampus real, Krampus sightings, Krampus true story, etc., which did make me slightly lower my faith in humanity, but maybe it's the children skewing those Google numbers, in which case I guess the mythology is working. There are several short stories and poems you can read about Krampus that have been orally passed down for generations, and of course new authors that pen their own versions each year. I want to end today's wonder segment with my favorite poem I found doing my research. It's titled, Twas the Night Before Krampus. I found it published on a man's personal blog, AmericanHorrorWriter.blogspot.com. His name is Scott A. Johnson, and I believe the credit for this poem goes to him. And I'm going to take a break to tank a drink and breathe so I don't fuck up this poem. Yeah, uh, I... feel like Rotten Tomatoes is terrible. I just want to put that out there. Like anybody can rate anything on Rotten Tomatoes and that's why there's a critic section and a oh, audience there's section. A critic section? Yeah, I there's I didn't know there was a separate critic section. Yeah, there's okay. a critic section and an audience section. Okay. They broke it into two parts. Fair enough. So then. all right. You learn something new every day, guys. Look at me getting getting schooled. Yeah, the guy who watches one movie a year. Uh yeah, I think this year it's gonna be uh the Jim Carrey Grinch. I mean, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, it is. Shelby asked me to watch it the other day, and I'm <clears throat> I am on board. Okay. Good on you. One movie. Hot damn. <laughs> All right. I apologize in advance if I fuck this up. I did try to say it aloud numerous times by myself. Um, Krampus. But you know how I like to fuck up the entire language. So... "'Twas the night before Christmas, and deep in our bunker, my mom, dad, sister, and I did hunker. The streetlights were dark, no carolers sang, not even the blessings of church bells rang. And beneath our beds we all huddled tight and hoped he would pass by our house tonight. Everyone knows of jolly St. Nick and the gifts he brings on his single night trick and the presents and baubles and candy and toys that he brings every Christmas to good girls and boys. But it wasn't the man with red suit and white beard whose annual Christmas visit we feared. 
Outside in the snow, we heard a loud howl, the crunching of ice and an animal growl. I heard it sniff by our window pane, then a throaty laugh and saw red eyes like flame. My sister and I both stared horrified and prayed that the creature could not get inside. But a moment later, a thundering pound turned our door to splinters all over the ground. I screamed as the creature into our home came, this horrible beast Von Krampus by name. He was massively tall, at least seven feet, from the points of his horns to his hoof-shodden feet. Across his back, what I mistook for a coat was the shaggy long hair of a filthy dead goat. (laughs) (laughs) And I cried and I swallowed my terrified pangs at the sight of his wickedly razor-sharp fangs. His claw-fingered hands looked ready for pain, and in one was a bullwhip, the other a chain. He growled and sneered and laughed for a while. Then he pointed at us and said, Naughty, with a smile. My sister and I both shook with fear. What terrible things had we done this year? We tried to be good and thought we succeeded. We minded our manners. No punishment needed. We both made good grades. We neither one lied or cheated or stole. We had nothing to hide. But Krampus still came with his evil black heart. Ah, fuck, I already fucked it up. But Krampus still came with his evil heart black to steal us away, stuff us in his sack. To take us away to his punishment cave where all the bad children forever his slaves. We turned to our parents behind them to hide, but they both shook their heads and sadly stepped aside. You must face the music, my father lamented. Von Krampus then laughed, his expression demented. My sister and I hugged each other tight and prayed that someone could save us that night. And just when we gave up and all hope was gone, there came a loud clatter from out on the lawn. With a tinkle of bells, our spirits did lift. Von Krampus snarled the air he did sniff. On the wind came the scent of holly and pine, of gingerbread cookies and holiday wine. In the door he stood in his suit of bright red. St. Nicholas came. We cried out and said, Save us, St. Nicholas. There's been a mistake. We've been good all year. You can't let him take. Hold on, not so fast, he raised his great hand. There is something happening you don't understand. Von Krampus did come, that much is true, but the demon of Christmas did not come for you. At the demon we stared, both of us confused. He had to be here for somebody, but who? Then I started to think, and all became clear, who'd been the naughtiest of all that year? Well, Mommy drank vodka by pitchers and glasses, and Daddy watched porn and cheated on taxes. And Mommy spent far too much time on her hair, and Daddy had something he called an affair. And Mommy spent all of my birthday money, and Daddy called Sister his own, sweet, his own secret honey. The more that I thought, the more I understood, we children were fine, but the parents no good. But Krampus takes children, my father protested, and Santa's face twisted toward the man he detested. Christmas time is for children and gifts to be given. You took their innocence, and that can't be forgiven. You scared them into silence. Their souls you did twist. 
and to top it off, told them that I didn't exist. For your lifelong naughtiness, the piper must be paid, and set Krampus upon them with a dismissive wave. The adults screamed as they went into his sack, and we cried until Santa patted my back. What's wrong? asked St. Nicholas. I thought you'd be happy to be rid of those people who treated you crappy. We are, I sniffed, sincere as could be, but what is to become of my sister and me? St. Nicholas smiled and laughed loud and deep, as did Krampus, a sound that still haunts my sleep. Why, you'll come with me, he said with great joy. I have great use for a good girl and boy. You'll come to my workshop and work with my elves. I promise you that you will enjoy yourselves. I'll teach you my secret, secrets, my toy-making ways, and you'll for and you'll take over when I've ended my days. But, said my sister, what about him? Won't Krampus be lonely? She scratched his chin. I wish to thank him, and I know the way. I will go with him and be his protege. And so from Kris Kringle, I learned to make toys and my sister to torture naughty girls and boys. And every evening from that point thereafter, my dreams were full of parent screams and my sister's laughter. And so this ends our happy Christmas story. If you're nice and not naughty, you've no need to worry. But if your heart's full of coal and you're an evil mister, try it a hard, but you'll soon meet Krampus and my sister. That was not where I was expecting that to go. <laughs> it was not where I expected it to go either, which is why I had to include it. I thought it was, that, it was pretty brilliant, I that, thought. Yes, it was. It got me a uh, straight-up mouth drop halfway through... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you could see it on YouTube or not. The microphone might have been hiding it, but go check it out. Um, yeah, I. This is not my first encounter with Krampus. No. No. Have I, you seen the 2015 movie? No. God. Oh well. What is your first encounter uh, with Krampus? One of my friends, Ephraim, decided uh, a year or two ago that Krampus was going to be her Halloween costume. That's brilliant. So. I like it. Yep. That was. Uh, 2020. That was 2020. Her Halloween costume. Cause I had just bought the house. Oh, wow. When. Yeah. I mean, yep. 2020 kind of deserved Krampus all yep. around. Yep. So. Wow. Old yeah. Krampus. Yep. Um, obviously this is not nearly as long as a wonder segment as I would have liked, but I really wanted to do. Um, an episode on Krampus and there's just not a whole lot of myth and lore behind him. He's kind of just straightforward. Um, but I, I really enjoy his, uh, his spirit. Yeah. His spirit. And I think that us <coughs> Westerners, uh, should adapt the tale of Krampus when we teach, uh, Christmas traditions to our children, because frankly, I want to get drunk and dress like a demon and chase people around the street at night. That sounds so much fun. Well, why don't we just have a purge then? Because I don't want to actually hurt people. Oh, okay. I just want to like pretend like I'm going to hurt people. Gotcha. So. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, Krampus is uh, quite the unique character for sure. I thought so. So Kate made my little black heart happy. There we go. That's that's <laughs> all that matters. 
Uh, I guess on that note, we'll jump out of this. Trivia with Tyler. All righty. Um, before I get too deep into trivia with Tyler, have you put a drop of water in that yet? I have not. I honestly totally forgot to. Um, thank I'm, you for reminding Yes, you're welcome. I'm curious as to what your opinion is. All right. <clears throat> Let's hop into the uh, trivia with Tyler today. This is a, I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Salvador Dali once conned Yoko Ono into paying $10,000 for a single blade of grass. Yoko had offered to pay that amount for one of his mustache hairs but he chose to substitute a blade of grass because he <laughs> thought that Yoko Ono was a witch and might use his hair in a spell. <laughs> oh. Ay, ay, ay. Crazy That's fucking people. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely so. amazing. Wow. Um, we don't have any mailbag this week again. So... We're just going to go right on to the whiskey. Final thoughts. I kind of feel bad. My episodes are never this short. This is a world What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. Damn. My episodes. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes... Sometimes there's just not enough detail or it's hard to find, you know, accurate detail. So yeah. Or the time to get the accurate detail. So I just really wanted to do Krampus and I, I understand. It's the season. There have definitely been some that I've just wanted to do. So um all right. Well, I see you're still I added water. Um and it definitely changed something. It's uh, it's more sour, I guess. Um, That's I, I picked up on some fruitiness when when after I added some water. Maybe that's where I'm getting the sour from. It's almost like a citrus. Yeah. Um. Uh, that was, the, truthfully, for me, the only thing that really changed. A little bit of, and I can't even pinpoint what fruit it is, just. Something. Yeah, it's <clears throat> just a little bit more tart. Yeah, tart. Tart, yeah. that's a good word. Not sour. Yeah. Tart. So, uh, I I don't know what else to say about it. Um uh -oh. So I, I'm, I'm gonna let you say what you want to say. I mean, it's not bad to shoot. Um, it's actually pretty smooth to shoot if you were trying to like have a shot competition. Um, this might be one that I'd, I would use because it it yeah, went down right. pretty easy. Yeah, you're right. Um, very uh, smooth. I it's definitely it is the definition of a of a single malt whiskey. There is not a whole lot to this. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, sometimes you want just a simple, single, like, 
lair, no hidden meaning uh, thing. Um, and this is the whiskey for that. If you just want, like, just straight whiskey, you don't want to be attempting to, like, mess with the palate and find the flavors and all the stuff uh, we like to do here on this podcast. You want just something that tastes good as what it is. This this probably would be a whiskey that I think a lot of people would enjoy. Um, and it's one that I, I will go back to. I'll drink this again. Um, it's not overpowering in anything. It's just, it's just content with existing, I guess, is the way I'm going to say it. Okay. So what's your number? This is one I will go back to and I'll drink. Um, and it's honestly one that I probably would pick up again. I would, I'd purchase it. Um, but it's not going to be one that gets out a lot. Um, I guess this is going to be a, a high five to a low six. So, um, I guess I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a halfsy. I'm gonna do five and a half. All right. What do you think? Um, I think you said a key word in content. Um, I'm content drinking it. It does the job. Doesn't make me happy. Doesn't make me sad. Yeah, it's I'm just- not. Thrilled I have it in my glass, but I'm not upset I have it in my glass either. Um, as far as uh, another word I would use to describe it is just lacking. It's just, it is. It it just is. It's whiskey. Yeah. Um, for me, I, again, I didn't dislike it. I didn't like it. It just, it, it's there. It is, yeah. I probably I I would pull this out if I had people coming over that I knew wanted to mix and that's probably yeah. the only thing I would use for it. It, it would be mixing. a really good mixer. It would make yeah. really good whiskey sours and yep. um whiskey cokes and things like that because there is no other flavor to it. It's yep. just just whiskey. whiskey. Yep. And and I think that's about the only time I this would come out of the cabinet for me. Um <clears throat> I really want a whiskey sour with this now, actually. I think that'd be fantastic. Well. So. Yeah, I mean. It's yours to take if you would like. I will take it. Um, um I'm going to have to go. And I, I, I want this to. Uh, just because I've sampled one of the other uh, whiskeys from this distillery. So I don't. I would like to try that one on this podcast at some point. Uh, but I'm going to, this particular whiskey, I'm going to have to go with a four. Okay. It was, it was just there. Uh, just underwhelming. Yeah. Just like I said, uh, I wasn't, wasn't happy I had it in my glass. I wasn't upset I had it in my glass. It just, it, it was in my glass. Yeah. So. Um, whoops, I forgot to change our screens back. There we go. Um, my hair looks good. It looks very, very blue on the screen. It's definitely a teal on the screen. Yeah. It's a lot more green in person just to let everybody know. Um, well, 
I guess on that note, guys, it's time for us to mosey on out of here. This yeah. is weird. What what are we at? Time-wise, yeah. we're sitting at 55 minutes, 56 okay. minutes. So, I mean, that's not that's yeah, not horrible. Not I was worried we would episode. be like at 40. So, Oh, no, no, no. We're, we, got, we're fine. we got some better there. We're going we're gonna to hit right at that hour mark, which isn't too bad. Yep. So uh, uh, to everybody that's listening, I will uh, be joining you next week as or the following week. I'm not sure what Megan's plan is yet, but I will be a listener. Yep. It will be two weeks before you hear my um, dulcet. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a word? Dulcet, dulcet? tones? I feel dulcet like it is. is. Dulcet. Are you trying to say like dul- dulce? What, are, what is dulcet? Dul- dulcet is um, sweet heard... and soothing, yeah. often ironically. <laughs> dulcet tones. Exactly. Hey. Yeah, dulcet tones. Yeah. That's actually perfect. Yeah. So it'll be two weeks before you hear my dulcet tones. Okay. Um, All right, well. I hope everybody has a lovely two weeks. I'm going to try to have a good vacation, and I will see you guys when I get back. All right, that sounds good. Well, uh, I will see you guys one of these, uh, if not both of these Mondays coming up, Um, and you'll just have to hang out with me a little bit. Don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have fun doing it. Um, thank you for sticking around. Thank you, friend Aaliyah, for your donation of the whiskey this week. Yes, and thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, to uh, everyone who donates, everyone who gives us whiskey and uh, sends us emails and gives us money and does all the things. Rate, review, subscribe, hit the bell button, you know, whatever. All yes, the things. It helps us grow. Um, it helps us. Donations help us either get new whiskeys to try or you know, grow, whether that be grow the services we can, we can offer through the website or, you know, get, get the glassware or other merchandise, uh, mm-hmm. which we're working on. So yeah, for sure. Thank you guys yeah, so much. We really, we couldn't do it without you guys. So. Yeah. All right. On that note, guys, I think everyone needs to be extra safe driving. Watch out for deers. Absolutely. Um, And as you're doing that, make sure you do not drink and drive and cheers.